0: Welcome to Everyday Driver, where cars are more than just transportation. They're freedom, a common ground, a way to grow,
1: and can even make life better. We're here to help everyone
0: find a car they love. And discover all the ways they connect us. I'm Paul. I'm Todd. And this is The Car Debate. Hey, happy Friday. Thanks again for being with us here on the podcast. Uh, We do two of these a week. I don't know if you noticed, Paul, but that's uh, that's a lot of us talking. We do two a week. We do two a week. week. Yeah, plus we drive cars. In fact, speaking of cars that we've driven, we just had on our Two YouTube channels. I'm noticing a trend here. Two right. of us, two of these, two YouTube channels. <laughs> We're not going to have two TV shows. I'm just letting you know that now. The uh, as we far have, as you know, as far as of this moment, we don't. We may later. <laughs> who knows? The the Infinity <laughs> Q50 Red Sport 400, which is a lot to say in one little sentence. Yeah. That is on the test drive channel. Actually, a pretty interesting discussion you and I got into on that, mm-hmm. and also on the original channel. We just dropped an old TV episode called The Middles, which was the uh, Volkswagen GTI, the Honda Civic, and the Veloster N. The first time we drove the Veloster and we put it with things that were of the same price. Very interesting discussion came out of that.
1: Yes. On that particular Q50, I was told by the press fleet who dropped it off that Infinity shipped them a special sport exhaust in addition to the car, and they installed it for the round where it went to all the journalists. Huh. And then they removed it. After the journalists were done with it, it went back to the shop. They removed it, sent the exhaust back to infinity, and the car was onwards cubed. to a used car. It was cubed, <laughs> I know. <laughs> By the way, speaking of cubed, Season 8, Episode 3 is this Saturday, January 16th at 7.30 a.m. Eastern. It is entitled Golf Cars. Yes. Yes. And I admit that I am not a golfer, neither of you.
0: This is true, yeah.
1: But I did grow up playing golf with my dad because he was a golfer at Kansas University, okay. KU, and was on the golf team growing up, high school, college, totally into golf, and he still watches golf a lot. And <laughs> he and I would always have a putting contest. Okay, yeah. So we had a lot of fun doing putting contests through my high school days and then of course I grew taller and my clubs didn't work anymore and I Whipped them into the lake, and I got frustrated. <laughs> but he loves golf, and so these are the 2020 Corvette Singray convertible and the 2020 Lexus LC500 convertible. And the reason I say cubed is because it's our understanding that that LC500 was a pre-production car.
0: Probably cubed by this point. And yes. I
1: was told that that was the case because they cannot sell those cars. So that car doesn't exist anymore, but we sure enjoyed it for that episode. So My son that.
0: is is baffled on that reality. He cannot make it compute it's he a keeps legal running. asking yeah. yeah he keeps asking if we can just keep the cars they're going to queue but i, I, I love, I, I, love his, I love his thinking i really do like like this one you're going to destroy anyway can i just keep it in my garage i mean crash yeah. testing it's a big issue
1: i mean yeah. if any yeah. of us saw all the crash testing that occurs mm-hmm. of the destruction of parts but they have to to certify various cars yeah yeah, yeah. And that's the most expensive part of the car. It's that A-pillar where the HVAC and the crash zones come together, and then they have to crash and throw it away.
0: Well, that's the reason, honestly, this is going way high end for a second. But that's the reason that for the longest time you couldn't get a Koenigsegg here because Koenigsegg right. was not willing to make enough cars to go through U.S. crash testing. <laughs>
1: that's expensive. To throw them out, essentially, yeah. Yeah, so we're doing that. Uh, yeah, catch that on the Motor Trend Cable Channel. This Saturday, by the way, all of our season eight episodes will repeat. Mm-hmm. So they will air the first time, then they'll repeat the second time. So if you didn't catch it the first time around and they'll be coming soon to streaming on Amazon Prime as well. Yes.
0: While they're repeating, you know. they will drop on Amazon. The minute that they're Indeed. on Amazon, there'll be much, you know, behind the scenes. Uh, those, those slugging sounds you hear are me versus Amazon. Once that actually happens, then <laughs> they'll be forward, on Amazon and forward, it'll be great.
1: Break, yeah. I would like to give a big shout out to Mattis Tarkarski in Norway. Who wrote to us after listening to the last podcast, he was driving at 3 a.m., driving a 40-ton semi, 50 kilometers an hour, downhill on ice in Norway, near Jorli. I believe that's Jorli? I don't know. (laughs) He says, you guys are 100% right about truck overtaking and speed limits, but he also has a note to all EV drivers, because as you guys know, there's... Probably more EVs in yes. Norway than there are per capita than there are anywhere else. Well, on the they,
0: be, they are like way ahead of all of the ideas that everybody's having, like California, like we're going to stop selling EVs. Norway's way ahead on all that. Way yeah. ahead.
1: He says, please note, do not drive just behind the semi saving your batteries, air quotes, saving your batteries. Don't draft the trucks and he says a full semi stops like a train so there's a long distance but he says an empty one can stop in seconds so please know that and thank you guys for writing in and yeah. Matt thank you so much for writing
0: us I'm going to say to tusen talk to you thousand thanks because that's about all the Norwegian I actually remember <laughs> in my one year of living there that's right but, uh, yeah, yeah you are besieged with EVs over there I mean they have done yeah. all of the, the they did massive tax breaks mm-hmm. for yes. for buying EVs they, they've limited how much Internal combustion engines you can even sell now. There's a lot of stuff going on. They're way ahead of everybody. So, yeah, I can imagine you in EVs. How do you feel, Matthias, about... Electric semis. If you have to drive them oh. at 3 in the morning on ice, oh. what you're feeling on... Let me get an electric semi. I'd be curious about that. I'm also curious if you're driving a Volvo because I feel like vol- exactly. those big Volvo semis were all I saw when I
1: was in Norway. It's Jean-Claude Van Damme is probably on your roof while you're driving around. There's doing a terrifying something.
0: prospect. He's, He's frozen there. now. He is the hood ornament. Yes, yeah. Right. He's doing the splits. He's the frozen hood ornament on the front. <laughs> like, what there are you doing you up here, buddy? Like, you, mm-hmm. What are you thinking? There's an image we all wanted. <laughs> Every winter, we find ourselves tracking snow, salt, and grime into our cars. Thankfully, Covercraft has a variety of floor mats to keep you winter-proof. Covercraft floor mats and cargo
1: mats are custom-fitted to your exact car, and they include the original equipment security grommets, if applicable.
0: They're the perfect and durable way to protect your car's carpet and add style and comfort to your interior. Plus, you can choose from many color and material options to complement or contrast the interior colors of your car or truck. Covercraft is sure to have what you need. They offer plush carpet, Berber carpet, even sheepskin, which is warm in the winter and cool in the summer. Whatever mats you choose, remember
1: to use the code EVERYDAY21 at checkout to receive a 10% discount and free shipping from Covercraft.com. We've got a couple of great car debates. First from David B. in rural Minnesota. He's got a new reality that he wants some suggestions for for a different car. We also have Greg L. in southeast Michigan who wants to move beyond Mopar. So we're going to get some that suggestion awesome, like that. It. Let's dive in first of all here to this email from David B. He's up in Minnesota. He's about 75 miles from the Twin Cities. Okay. So he's kind of out in the country now. He says, last year has changed his car needs dramatically.
0: With many of us, yeah, for sure.
1: He and his wife have been incredibly lucky. Despite everything that's happened in the world, they bought their dream home and moved from the suburbs mm. of Minneapolis out into the country. Cool. He'll be working from home for the foreseeable future. And they've got a beater pickup, a year 2000 Dodge Dakota 4x4. Okay. This is the, the truck things around the house. And, and it's, and it's going to be endless, He
0: says way. that it's beat on. I mean, it's rusty and old. And, yes. and you know what? That makes it perfect. That it's means it's just gloriously the utility perfect. thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: You're going to be... Hauling all kinds of things you never
0: imagined. I got a truck. I can haul that.
1: Hey. No, well, Honey, we'll just put that in the truck. I mean, th- this projects. goes on. Yeah, for sure. When they lived in the city, they leased, he leased a 2018 Volkswagen GTI S manual okay. as the do-it-all car. But now that he's not commuting to work and they've got this truck, his car doesn't need to be the utility player. Hmm. His lease is up soon. He finds himself craving a new experience. At the same time, he's well under the mileage limit that he already paid for. He's at 20,000 of the 30,000 he's mm, paid for already. Wow, all right. And he feels like maybe he should keep it.
0: No. Oh, I'm sorry. What? Oh, sorry. That, that was that was too that was too early. I apologize. The act of writing the
1: email to us indicates you've already moved past You're, the you're car. done.
0: It's all over. Yeah.
1: He wants a new experience, and he says every car he's owned has been a four-cylinder. Okay, let's solve that. I agree. I really like that. He wants an inline six or a V8.
0: Okay. I'm right. adding flat Good.
1: six to the next too, just in case you... Uh-oh. All <clears> right. Rear-wheel drive or all-wheel drive? Manual is preferred, but not required. It's got to be fun to drive, but comfortable. He'll never track it, and the wife needs to be comfy, he says. Okay, okay. It's got a $15,000 budget, which is the buyout price of his leased GTI. And he says, well, why not more?
0: It's because they just bought a house. Yeah, they just built a house. Yeah, it's all, it's all bad, yeah.
1: Although you could, you know, get a new car and a dog and a horse. And like, if you're going to do it, you're going to change stuff. Let's change it all. I say change it all. Yeah. There is also no age
0: requirement. That's good. Okay.
1: Relying on this car for a commute. So keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. No passenger or door requirements. Two seaters fine. So is a four door sedan. And despite what he said about his new experiences, the B eight flavor S four manual Audi calls to him. Seems to be the logical successor to his prior generation, A4. Perhaps not doable, he says, but I'm sure Paul will blow the budget anyway. You've
0: listened to the podcast. I'm going to do my best. Bravo. Well done.
1: i will use this car for fun. Weekend drives with the wife and going into the Twin Cities a few times a month. He says, again, it's about 75 miles one way. And they don't have a ton of fun roads around them, so comfortable cruising is important. Okay. All right. Now, some options that have come to his mind, and he says, I'm not sure all these will work for the budget. 2011 or newer Mustang GT. M235i BMW, that B8 S4 that he mentioned, and a Nissan 350 or 370Z. All right.
0: All right.
1: Then he gets to the car history, which includes a Ford Festiva. I haven't said that word for like
0: 30 years. It's just a weird combo. I agree. And there's also one, two, three, (laughs) four Volkswagen-related products on this list. Yeah. I don't think you can get another GTI or let alone another Audi. I think we need to leave the Volkswagen group completely
1: completely do we have to leave them completely
0: oh i know where you're going okay yeah all right well
1: i had a lot of thoughts for you and i do see based on your car history list david that you do like german cars and right. i get it i'm i'm right there with you i have some choices for you and that i had a weird wild card and that i had a crazier wild card for you
0: i have a couple of wild this is a wild card heavy podcast i've got a lot of wild cards in this list for sure yeah good
1: good because again that age requirement is mm-hmm. thrown out the window totally i agree I mean, you could take the Dakota into town if you needed to. But mainly, I get it. It's the out-to-pasture kind of truck. Totally,
0: yeah. Take it to the yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the
1: feed store. Come back home. <laughs>
0: take it to the feed store. We don't know what we're feeding, but we're going to the feed store. I need
1: something. Yeah. Do you guys ever browse chain? Like, just go look at all the different links and, like look at all this chain i have no need for chain but look at all this cool like rope all never the rope.
0: browsed chain however i, I have browsed rope. random cord for climbing like i don't even need that length but or that thickness but you know what that's a really cool because you I like that like, that's that
1: could be like shoelaces and that one could be like a rope for something and i just need rope and you just buy some
0: i have a large amount of climbing gear but yeah, the problem do. is that since I've bought it all, it's all become like one-third as heavy as the stuff I have. So whenever I go into like an REI, I'm like, these are so light. I want to buy a bunch of these. <laughs> I don't need any of them. I want to buy a bunch of these just so I have lighter stuff. Don't climbing ropes time out, though, after a number of years? Just they, time, they certainly can also time out due to usage. usage now, my, too, my ropes are sure. actually pretty new. Are they really? My ropes okay. have been bought okay. in the last couple of years. But okay. the, not that I've used them much, but they've been bought in the last couple of oh, years. Still. But your hard gear can last kind of forever.
1: It's like buying you know? in anticipation of the event. We needed a canoe.
0: Whether or not we go canoeing. We live nowhere near water, but we needed a canoe. Oh, look
1: at these oars. How beautiful are these oars that I got?
0: I have a I'm rack for you. the canoe. I bought a RAV4 <laughs> and a beanie and a canoe. Yes. Too bad. I live in the middle of Kansas and there are no, there is no water anywhere around me. Yes. <laughs>
1: All right. So my choices do start off with a Porsche 996, even a base model Corolla oh, really? okay. or Cabriolet. Right. The tech needs to be dealt with in that car,
0: of course. Okay. All right.
1: And possibly the wheels. But how about a 986 Boxster for like 10, 15 grand? You'll get a really nice one for 15. Totally.
0: That's on my wild card list. Get the newest, okay. nicest one you can. A wild card Boxster or Boxster S, I think, is a really viable option. Keep going. I, I think that
1: could be interesting. And like I said, at 15, you can get a pretty decent one. If you need something. Newer okay. because older cars make you skeezed out and you're just not sure. <laughs> you're just not sure. Yeah. How about a 2018 Mercedes-Benz CLA 250? They are oh, now in the low interesting. 20s. Okay. All right. Newer tech, great looking, stylish, classy, comfortable, smaller. They're not the biggest thing ever, but good for road trips, good for going in town, all that kind of stuff. They're, they're really, I think they're good looking. They're aging well and they're kind of getting inexpensive. Mm. That's just a thought. And that keeps you in the German car land. There's many options, of course, but that keeps you in the German car world. But then I went American. Okay. Actually, Australian. Whoa. 04 to 06 Pontiac GTO. Very good, even with higher mileage. Manuals are about 11 to 15. Mm-hmm. Automatics can be had for 8 to 12.
0: That's 100% on my list GTO. as well. GTO. On my list as well. Power. That's a great answer here. Put the miles Big on. Big old V8.
1: Yeah, they'll cruise at 135, not that you need to, but I'm but just you saying, yeah. you know, just in case you were wondering. Then my weird wild card is an early 80s Mercedes-Benz 380 SL. Hmm. The reason is, is because you said you wanted cruising and stylish and comfortable. And that was pretty much the peak of style then mm-hmm. and luxury. And they still feel that way. I found you a 1985 Mercedes-Benz 380 SL. This is the last year that they built them. It's got low miles, so it's got 104,000 miles. But from that year, those cars feel so solid and well-engineered. Mm-hmm. They're just going to run. You get a well, well-kept one like this one. It's superb condition. It's like that buttercream with the wine interior, so it's all classy. and it was lifelong owned by a lady who ran a Las Vegas casino.
0: There you go. Perfect. That's the car you want. That's the car you want. There it
1: is. $15,000, $15,750 at Sports Car LA. Go there, road trip home. I'm just telling you. Yeah. Classy cruising. They're interesting. It feeds into the Yeah, I've got a a classier classic Mm -hmm. kind of looking car. You've told us you don't need to rely on this one, which makes me suspect that your wife, has another car that you haven't told us about.
0: Maybe. Yeah. I think there's yeah, yeah. something
1: in there. I'm wondering if it's SUV related or just something small and compact. I think there's still yet another car in this mix. I don't know that the Dakota is the only thing you have, which is mm, why mm. I suggest this classy Mercedes. And before mm. they skyrocket in value, there's a lot of them at $15,000 and under,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which gives you that, hey, back in the day, the eighties and you yeah. can upgrade the tech easily. And get Bluetooth and nav and not that you need it. You've got your phone. Yeah. And just classy, cruising, cool. Okay. They're low maintenance. They just, they usually just run and it's got that V8 SL. It's just, there's, there's a certain cachet to these things that is appealing because they're inexpensive.
0: Mm, okay. You've got some good stuff, and actually it aligns with some of our some of my stuff as well. Okay. Um, I've got one more here. Oh,
1: yeah. Please keep, keep going. It's the crazier one. Oh. It's also Mercedes. Okay, great. But it's the 2001 Mercedes SLK 320 six-speed manual for $11,750. <laughs>
0: you found your car, but nicer.
1: I did, but it's the prior generation. It's the first generation okay. of the SLK, oh, yeah, which yeah, I sure. actually liked better. The, even l- the real the boxy shape? Yeah. Okay. It's the real boxy shape, hardtop convertible, Low miles. It's black with tan interior. Classy, just Mm, cruiser, mm. hard top convertible. Have you also looked at BMW Z4s? Have you looked at these, by the way? Because, yeah. you know, those are out there, too.
0: They are out there, too. It's yes. like
1: the better versions of the two cheap sports cars that Todd and I currently own. <laughs> it's go look for yeah. the better versions of that because we paid 7000 and under for ours. So they're mm-hmm. a bit janky. They are. But what if you doubled that money up to $14,000, $15,000 and a got a nice car. pristine
0: version yeah. of those cars? Yeah. You'd be set. That's good. That's, that's really good. Crazy, good group. I, I want to. I want. I've got some actual stuff that's like adjacent to all your thoughts. It's what's interesting. We no don't pick the same stuff. We've got a love little it. bit of overlap, but there's a lot I of stuff it. that is very similar. So, Dave, I want to jump back to your list of things you're considering real quick. The 2011 and up Mustang GT. I think the best thing about that is the engine. I okay. don't think okay. it's enough of a nice cruiser car. Now, if you have Mustang interest and your wife likes Mustangs, I'd feel differently. But I think it's just – I think the engine is what you're wanting. Rear-wheel drive, V8, I see it. I don't think it's enough of a, just a big cruiser feel. You think he'd get tired of it too quickly? I, I think I think he might. Okay. So I have a different uh, V8 American car for you in a minute, actually a couple. The BMW M235i, I, I like that for you a lot. Yeah. Rear-wheel yeah. D- drive, straight six. That's a new experience. I think you'd thoroughly enjoy that car. Do not get another Audi. You've had enough Audi-related experience. <laughs> the 350 or 370Z, look, these are fun cars to drive. I would not want to road trip in either one. They're I just, agree with they're that. They're not yeah. cruiser road trip cars. They're not nice enough inside. They're okay? more towards the sporty and
1: driving category. The which 370, is in
0: spite of the fact that. that every time I've ever driven one, I'm always like, these are just fun. Why do we yeah. not talk about them enough? Yeah. Because they're loud inside. They're sure. loud inside. And look, I, I, I realize that the cars that I've owned have been even more extreme this direction. But when you tell me not really a bunch of back road work, I would like to have a fun cruiser car, I don't think the Z cars. Agreed. So, those are out as yeah, well. So, yeah. again, I like your M235i idea. I completely agree and had on my list what you said, Paul, the Pontiac GTO from the early 2000s. That's almost just a no brainer. That's great. Yeah. Two plus two, big, it's, it's a Corvette V8 under there. Yeah. Enjoy that car. Have fun. That's great. The other, the, the muscle car equivalent I have for you, though, instead of the Mustang, is get an early Dodge Challenger.
1: You mean this generation, but earlier on? Yeah, what the you early ones about? when
0: it was what? 07, 08, 09, 20, I even found 2010,
1: 2011. Not like a late 60s you're talking
0: about. No, 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 okay. no. I mean right. I mean the modern one. Okay. But let's be honest, the car's been around forever. I found some fairly recent ones actually for your budget, like 2014, 2015, okay? Those cars have not held on to value very well. The interior has improved by leaps and bounds from the early ones to the current ones. True, true. So figure out where does your budget converge with an interior you can tolerate but those are 15 20 grand now yeah really I mean not like the heaviest duty one ever sure but you can get yourself a V8 If you go back far enough you can get yourself a V8 so so think about that think about getting a Challenger because the thing about it is that is a cruiser muscle car for sure no matter what engine you get it's just got that attitude it's got a lot of space inside that's a big cruiser muscle car I like that also shop Corvettes I you could at that get price
1: level, you could get a lot of a
0: cool C5 Corvettes. or C6 Corvette. You're not going to get a Z06 of both of those, but a C5 or C6 Corvette, just get a Corvette and enjoy it. Yeah, and, and they're yeah, they are excellent performance cars. But even the base model Corvette, what it shines at is just cruising road trip feel. It's got that torquey power. Yeah. You need to do some passing, whatever. Yes. It's just so good at that. The, the yeah. thing is if, if you spec a Corvette, right, it becomes a, a back road or track monster, but a mundane, not well spec'd one will be a great road trip car. Yeah. So it's yeah. your pick of Corvettes kind of Dave. I feel like that. My wild cards included the Boxster S that you already brought up. And then here is one where I got close to what you said, but not the same, not okay. the same. Okay. Here's a wild card that I have found you a car. Great cruiser. That I think you will not believe you can buy one for your budget, and nobody, when they see you in it, will believe what you bought it for. I always like these stories. Always like them. Mid-2000s, Mercedes SL. Oh, yeah. Those are down there. Are they really? Yes, they are. I'm going to show you one real quick, Paul. I know the audience can't see it, but just here's an example. Oh, yes. This is one, honestly... When they had 2004, the slightly overlapping circle headlights on the yeah. on the nose. Okay, there, there others that had more boxy headlights, but I'm talking about the slightly circle headlights on the nose. I'm looking at an SL. How much uh, is that thing? SL 500 2004 SL 500 Roadster for twelve thousand dollars. You're kidding me. How many miles on that thing? SL 500 115 on this one, but I've got a page of them here. I'm I'm showing Paul the scroll. I've got a page of them on Auto wow. Tempest that goes on and on. So shop mid two thousands Mercedes S L, pick your spec. Those cars look they still look like they're a sixty or up thousand dollars. Totally. Car. I love those they kind of really stories. They really look expensive. They aren't expensive. And since this car isn't a it has to work every single day of my life, well guess what? There's gonna be maintenance costs. There sure, will be. Sure. There'll be days when it does something weird and oddball, but Every time it runs or you go anywhere, people are going to be like, what happened? What kind of money did you trip and fall into? And they're cheap. Now when your friends come over to
1: see your new house, they'll bring you a housewarming gift and be like, wow, new house. New car. You got a
0: Mercedes. How how are you affording that Mercedes? And
1: then you come out with your new puppy. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> How are you affording a $100,000 Mercedes? You're going, because it was fifteen.
1: Exactly.
0: Then when you tell them that story,
1: then imagine the conversation over the dinner party that you're going to have and all the housewarming. Everybody's going to be like, did you hear what Dave and his wife did? <laughs> blah, 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 blah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I just want you to have a car where you can say, yeah, this was owned by a lady who owned a Vegas casino and see where the conversation <laughs> Paul's tried goes. to
0: give the car story attraction, but either way, lots of great options here. I hope you find something great. Let us know Dave for sure.
1: Our friends at Griot's garage have got a new line of ceramic products to make your car care easier and more satisfying than ever. Start with the new ceramic wash and coat, an ultra slick formula that can be used with
0: either the bucket wash method, which I like, or a foaming sprayer,
1: which I also like, or a cannon, which I also
0: like. We actually take Griot's Speed Shine with us on every single shoot. It's the ultimate for quick detailing, and it now has ceramic protection as well. Ceramic Speed Shine maintains a slippery gloss finish in between your main washing and protection days. And they even have ceramic trim wipes for long-lasting protection on plastic trim. Try any of these products or use them as your
1: new wash routine. They are 100% guaranteed, and all their liquor products are made in the USA. Don't forget to use the code EDRIVER when you order at griotsgarage.com. Our audience gets 15% off liquids and 10% off everything else. That's G-R-I-O-T-S. Enjoy the finest quality car care products you can buy at griotsgarage.com. Greg L. writes to us from Southeast Michigan. He wants to move past Mopar. (laughs) Okay. He's shopping for the next car. His last two have been a Charger RT and a Challenger RT. All right. All right. He has enjoyed the V8 rear-wheel drive experience. They have reignited his car enthusiasm, but he's looking for a new experience as well. Okay. He drives the Dodges all year with BlizzX. So year-round, think about it, Southeast Michigan, Mm -hmm. year-round on BlizzX. Well,
0: no, year-round and then BlizzX in the winter. Is how I read that. Well, yes, but, but, but. X is, to do the year round, just to, yes. to enable the year round. Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. yes. So he's got his full sets of tires and, uh, and it's working out for him. I love the idea of. I love any time I see a big rear-wheel drive, anything in the middle of the winter. Plus winter. <laughs> yeah, I just think that's great because everybody's going, how are you doing? That Watch that guy. He's going to wreck. Not on good
1: tires, he's not. <laughs> right, and then he zips past you. Well, he doesn't want to do any track driving, but he does want to be compelled to turn around and look at his car every time he gets out of it. Okay. This is a thing. That's I know key. it's a thing. I embrace this thing. Yes, Yes, Absolutely. We love that. He also wants to smile every time he drives it. I like it. Now, it needs to be big enough for his he and his wife to take on road trips with a week's luggage. So that okay. means... Not just your general overnight bag. It means Mm -hmm. maybe two or three and jackets and a few extra things. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's doable. They recently took the Challenger to the Great Smoky Mountains for a hiking trip, so they had food and luggage and hiking gear. And the back seat was handy, of course, but the car then felt huge on tail of the dragon.
0: Get it. (laughs) Yes, it would. This is the thing about the Challenger and the Charger and all the big Hemi things. They're phenomenal in a straight line. They are shockingly capable in corners. But they always feel huge.
1: And then when you do go around a corner, all your hiking food spills like Nutrigrade everywhere. Yeah. Darn it!
0: Exactly. You got to go back and pick up the boots that flew out. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So it's got to be a rear biased all-wheel drive preferred, but he will consider another rear-wheel drive. The target is thirty thousand dollars. Okay. He will push up to forty-five if it buys him a more special experience. Mm-hmm. He's skeptical that that extra fifteen thousand dollars will really put a bigger smile on his face. Don't I agree. see that, but okay. All right, Greg, he's got this current shopping list, which is actually very excellent. It's, it's very good. well thought. It's really, through. really cool. You've got yeah. some excellent suggestions and honestly you've, you could be done with some of these suggestions mm-hmm. because it includes the BMW M 240 X drive. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I love that. You've got the alpha Julia TI sport. He's afraid of the quadrifoglio reliability, but I wouldn't be concerned. I'd get it anyway.
0: I would get it anyway, I but I don't know that they're $45,000 at this point. Yeah, you can. Are they, if he, if he jumped at 45, you get a quadrifoglio and, you would love a quadrifolio. I think you'd dig it. Yeah. But that would be that would be your. Do I want to put fifteen extra in that for I sure? Think the
1: smile would be worth it, though.
0: I I, I on that one honestly. If yeah. if I was con- if I had this money and was considering anything in that category, I would buy a quadrifolio in a heartbeat and be a very happy man. <laughs> I love really? those things. They're so great. He suggests a Cadillac, a manual. Cadillac Coupe, the ATS-V Coupe. That's cool.
1: He does like the idea of driving a domestic car if it checks all the boxes. Okay. But then, since this is the Mercedes podcast already...
0: (laughs) Apparently, yeah.
1: His brother is a very talented dealer technician for Mercedes. This makes Mercedes maintenance, he says, far less intimidating. Is there another Benz he should be considering besides a C43 AMG Coupe? He's wondering if it will be nimble or will it just be the cruiser that he thinks it is.
0: I think I think it'll I think it's going to be kind of in the category of your mopars. I think it will be very fast mm-hmm. and really surprising on a back road. I think it will feel big, but not as big as your mopars have.
1: I agree to that. They are actually more nimble than you than you are led to
0: believe. Yes.
1: He's got the Camaro SS on the list, but he thinks he wants to pause from American Muscle. Okay. And he also has the go-to Jaguar F-type coupe. He says this is stunning. He's mm-hmm. concerned about reliability here. The sunroof does not open. They do make that in a convertible, but I understand you're in Southeast Michigan. BMW M340 or the BMW 440i Coupe or Grand Coupe. He's got the 440 convertible on here. It's a lot he of says, BMWs, okay. That does not make it compelling because of the hard-top convertible, so that makes it truly a 12-month car. Mm-hmm. It's intriguing, but he's not sure how it handles. Also, I think it will be more delightful than you think. The turn-in will be sharp initially, but kind of fade away as you go through the turn but I think it will still be enjoyable.
0: Those BMWs are surprisingly big now. They are. Yeah, they, they really are.
1: are, yeah. And finally, he's considered a Tesla Model 3, but he says, I've got years ahead of me to drive an electric car. This might be my last chance to own a BMW with an inline-six. Interesting. Okay, all right. His current garage caught my eye because he bought a Buick Regal Tour X. Mm-hmm. Greg, you own one. I, mm-hmm. I only saw one other person in California in the <laughs> Starbucks line who had one. They were ahead mm-hmm. of me, and I went, ugh a Buick real tour x and i'm honking and the guy's like <laughs>
0: what stop it what
1: what are you <laughs> he's got the 2018 challenger rt and an 08 mercedes e-class 4 matic mostly for the kids to drive he's got a 20 year old college student i love that you buy mercedes like slough those off for the college kids like we'll just
0: <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah you can have the mercedes that's exactly. fine
1: so he's had a Ford Contour SE V6 manual, mm. which is a sleeper. Mm-hmm. He used to flog it on any two-lane road with a turn, and this is the best handling car he's ever owned.
0: Those, now, two thoughts. First off, you can do far better than that car. Indeed. However, that I remember that car. That car did handle better than you would ever expect. Yeah, it did. So I will absolutely back your play that it was much a much better handling car than anybody would would anticipate. However, you can also do better.
1: That SVT Contour was kind of like, wow, mm-hmm. I'm going to move
0: on. Yeah, well, but they they were still cool. <laughs> I, I know. Though. Yeah, yeah. But I like, totally this hear you. Is yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Cool. What other cars
1: are there available?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I really liked how that drove. What's next? What's next? Yes. <laughs> exactly. So he's asking.
1: Greg is asking what he's missing. What is he overlooking, and the things that I've come up with are
0: mm, divergent. Okay. I have one thing for Greg. You sniped it. I sniper shot at it like crazy. I I like sniper shot at it from the hip. I didn't even have to like really aim. I was like, and we're done. Really? Yep. Yep.
1: Uh Hmm. Interesting. Based on your car history, which includes a 2014 Regal Turbo, a 2010 Fusion V6, a Pontiac Grand Prix, a Ford Focus, a Volvo V70, a Mazda 929. Those were cool.
0: Those were kind of cool. Mazda's attempt to do like a big Seven Series competitor. All yeah. of you listening, honestly, you're going to send us photos, and that's fine. When is the last time you saw a Mazda Nine Two Nine? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like somehow the 626s have kind of survived in some markets, but the 929s? Nines—that is a rare beast. I, I honestly don't know the last time I saw it. It's been a long time. I agree. The first
1: two choices I have for you are the ones that I think you should buy that you okay. would enjoy. Okay. They're a bit different. I think it will still it will fit your needs. And that is the Genesis G70 and the Kia Stinger GT2 all-wheel drive. Fully loaded and slightly used will be
0: perfect. Absolutely. Both excellent cars, good choices. Lots of power, mm-hmm. fun to drive,
1: mm-hmm. usable 12-month cars. They're not convertibles. And I I hear you on the BMW, I hear you on the 440. I I do. I like the idea of a hardtop convertible for you and that just the fact that you're considering it puts you in a different category to be able to mm-hmm. Deal with it all year long. Mm-hmm. So if you're willing to go that far, I'm going to push you further. <laughs> <laughs> Big surprise. Because all of these cars are now about forty dollars to $45,000. Okay, yeah. Which I do think would put the smile on your face. The exhaust note certainly will. Okay. And you will, I guarantee you. You'll park it, walk away, chirp, chirp, and look back. <laughs> guarantee you. Okay. <clears throat> it is the 2011 Aston Martin V8 Vantage for $40,989. Ooh. Found one with 62,000 miles. It's got the six-speed auto, but all of the cars, all the Vantage V8s in this class, mm-hmm. in this age range mm-hmm. from late aughts to early yeah, into yeah, the yeah. teens, they're all like forty or $45,000. You're, right. you're absolutely right. And they're great cars. Automatic, manual, fine, mm-hmm. 12 months. If you're willing to drive the Challenger in the winter, if you're willing to consider a hard-top BMW... Nobody drives an Aston around yeah. <laughs> Are you up for my challenge, Greg?
0: <laughs> That's good. That's good stuff. I, I have, um, I have one comment from his email that speared me straight off to a sniper shot and I was done. Really? Yep. I have to, I have to go back to one thing we didn't mention that as soon as I read it, then I read the rest of the email. and I went, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Did you not notice your own comment here, Greg? So, Back in the middle of his email, Greg makes the following kind of toss-away sentence. Okay. Because he says, I have a demanding professional job. I want great connectivity. I want my phone in the car. I need Apple CarPlay. My dream car is a Porsche 911. I subscribed to the VW and Porsche magazine since I was 12.
1: And now he has a 20-year-old college student. Yes. Yeah.
0: You have up to $45,000 that you're willing to only spend that much if it's a special car. I refer you back to, here's the asterisk, my dream car is a 911. (laughs) Why are you not getting your dream car? Nowhere in your list is a Porsche 911. You want a car that you enjoy driving, that you'll look back at, that you and your wife can take road trips in. I think if you've always wanted a 911, the chances of you looking forward when you walk in that car are almost nil. You're going to just walk into the store with your, with your head turned back like, that's still my car. It's right over there. Have you seen it? Be careful in traffic, by the way. But that's all you're going to do is look. Here's the reason I bring it up. We did 50 years of the 911. We drove them all up to that point, all the way up to the 991. We've driven the 992 since. But the point is, spoiler alert, one of my very favorites you can get. That is the 997 generation. Now, for those of you that don't speak Porsche, this means 05 to 2012. This is one of my favorite generations of the 911. With $45,000, my friend Greg, you have choices of 997s. Can he get the all-wheel drive? Can, can he get I, a C4S? You're, you're going to have to. Here's the thing. Take that budget and see what you can do because cabriolets are actually also cheaper than coupes. It's weird, but
1: they are. Yeah. And
0: they're cabriolets, so they actually have a really well-lined top, and they're surprisingly warm and usable in all weather. You like the convertible option, but you're leaning toward hardtop convertibles because it's Michigan. But I think a Cabriolet 911 would do fine. I believe you can find four S's, but it's going to be that do a nationwide search. Agreed. But here's the thing that's happening is that what you're going to find is the early ones. The 05s to 09s, because that was with the IMS scare. Right, right. Those are the ones that are as cheap as you need, but you buy it and you fix the IMS. Or in many cases, you're going to be able to buy one where somebody already did, but they can't unload it because the IMS scare is such a thing in people's minds. Go get yourself, Greg. Just embrace the car you've literally, you've told us since you were 12, you've always wanted a 911. Go get a 911. <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm, I'm giving you permission. A plus B seriously, C. Great road trip car. I think you'll thoroughly enjoy it. Now, let me come back around to Apple CarPlay. I'm in the process of putting in an Apple CarPlay system in my wife's 2010 Porsche Cayenne. Chance, who drives a 996, even older than we're talking about, already put one in his. We're talking on the high side, 500 bucks to do that. Tech is swappable. So, yeah. I think... This is why it's my sniper shot for you. I read that sentence and then I read the rest of the email and I just went, "Why are you not buying a 911? Here's your time." That is I'm straight sniper shot 997911. Take your $45,000, get the nicest best spec one you can, and now you can have the car you've wanted since you were 12. Beautiful. No arguments from me. I had
1: gotten to that sentence and I, had, I hadn't gotten to the 997s yet because I was looking at all the 996s mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thinking, yeah. And there's tons. But there's yeah, tons I mean, of And but they're I good. I wish I had a 997 and I hadn't gotten to the 997s yet. I'm glad yep. that if forty five, if you can do 45 and all-wheel drive and winter tires and then you'll be that guy. I found Just put skis on. Even if you don't ski, just put I skis on. I found
0: pages of them with a capper of 40 grand.
1: Especially if you get the Cabriolet because they're, yes. again, they're not as expensive.
0: It's crazy. Certainly. But I, I think that's where you're shopping, man.
1: When your car needs new brakes, it's a great time to upgrade for better stopping power. We're excited to partner with Power Stop Brakes for an easy way to get more performance from something you already
0: need. Power Stop is on a mission to deliver better brakes on every vehicle in every situation from daily commuting to towing to track days. These are all bolt-on, direct-fit parts for better braking, no modifications required. Every PowerStop complete brake kit comes with all the
1: parts you need to upgrade your brakes, including pads, rotors, and even those little clips and fasteners. Plus, all their pads are made from a carbon fiber ceramic compound, which they've tested extensively to
0: deliver low dust and noise-free performance. So the next time you need brakes or you simply want to upgrade, visit PowerStop.com and enter your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use car finder. We even found great kits for our SUVs and our cheap sports cars. Give your everyday driver the easy and affordable performance upgrade it deserves at PowerStop.com. We posted a picture of the Dodge Durango RT all-wheel drive tow-and-go. Can we stop on the name for a second? Can we? Are you unpacking the name? Well, Keith
1: wants to know the reasoning behind the name. Mm-hmm. And as you know, the Dodge Durango has been around for a while in its current iteration. We, interestingly, have never driven one up until now. Good news, the Hellcat flavor is coming towards us. But for now, we drove this RT, which is not an SRT, but it still has a V8. So it's the top end of everything before you get to SRT yes. and go nuts. Mm-hmm. It has 360 horsepower, 390 pound-feet of torque. We did a test drive, and that video is coming.
0: Well, it's quite quick, and it does drift. I just, I just <laughs> want to put that out there. <laughs> Thank you. The, the, yes. Both of these things are truths.
1: It does Truths about the yes. the tow-and-go. Quick facts. But the tow-and-go moniker
0: is more about the go than the tow. It's here's the thing: they're playing off their old stow and go concept. They're playing off of that, indeed. And then they're trying to play off the fact that this is quite quick, but it will still tow stuff. It's exactly it, it tows, but it goes mm-hmm.
1: is the whole idea. And yeah. by going, it includes Bilstein adaptive dampers. It's got giant brakes on it. It's got a big, powerful V eight. It actually is pretty impressive. Yes. It doesn't drive like you should think a six or seven seater should drive.
0: Well, and remember in the 90s when everybody decided they needed to make a high performance pickup like the late 90s, early 2000s, and all the high performance pickups came out like the lightning and stuff like that. Mm, oh, my gosh. Yeah. The key element of all of those was none of them towed. They all had really no towing right. capability. They were go fast trucks, but we're not pulling our boat. Right. This exactly. is tow and go. <laughs> I don't have stow and go. I have tow and go. It's Yay. because
1: still performance suspension, mm-hmm. performance directed handling, which it is better than the normal Durangos. But you can still tow stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a bit of both. It's it's definitely more on the Hey, have you seen how fast this thing is? And boy, does it sound good. And yeah, it's still toes. It's not just like, not the high hair. Oh, they groove. just made
0: the SS, uh, the, the thing. SSR. That was, yes, thank That's you. That I'm was just about. a hard top convertible. Essentially, sports car interior in a pickup body that was slammed. Was just, it was, it was, talk about a car stuck in the middle.
1: Yeah. That was like number 22 on the list of bad ideas of all time. Like, <laughs> it's up there. I don't know if the first 21 were, yeah. but.
0: But it's on there. It's not, it's not the top 10, you're right, but it was on there for sure. Jeff Hober asked an interesting question. Hey, Jeff, how are you? We actually drove your 944, now that I think about it. Thanks for writing it again. If you haven't seen Jeff's 944 with an LS in the front, uh, that is a very cool piece on the original YouTube channel. He's asking about our golf cars episode coming up. He said he really likes the premise, but he's asking, why aren't SUVs in consideration for golf bags? And he's bringing up two actual examples of the problem. His in laws used to have a Lexus Egg. Now, Lexus was the first to do the current five seat SUV craze. They didn't know that they were creating a craze, but they did. They created this thing. We have always joked about being the Lexus Egg because the first generation looked quite a bit like an egg on its side put on wheels. Yeah, and then they paint it white. Yes, so there's that. So he said that would fit four golf bags and four people. But the Audi Q5 struggles with two bags. Jeff, target audience. <laughs> I, I feel very yeah. certain that when Lexus was first designing their RX version of their SUV, somebody at Lexus, they'd done so much market research. They, they, Lexus killed it. Toyota killed it when they first came out with Lexus, and they just hit what they were going for. And I'm certain, because they knew that a lot of people that buy luxury vehicles are the retired, I'm certain that somebody in the process pulled up a bunch of golf bags and said, let's see how we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Audi Q5 was far less concerned about that. I, am, I feel fairly confident that the Audi Q5, they weren't concerned about where the golf bags go. Notice that when we're actually doing this golf cars piece, we have an American car and a Japanese car. We don't have a German car that is like putting out for, up front, this carries golf bags. <laughs> the Germans had a revolution to put cup holders in their cars.
1: I think they're still a little bit annoyed and
0: shocked by how we use our vehicles. On, yes. depends on the mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they're
1: like, okay, we've got something to sell you then. I, I think that'll work. Roberto A is asking, what is the ultimate vision of the Everyday Driver business case, and how are our donations helping you get there and beyond? And what he's referring to wow. is our patrons. And our patrons donate, and you can go to patron.com and find three tiers. Mm-hmm. The upper level is what we call board members, and we have a monthly Zoom hangout call. So you can influence directly the show and hear from us mm-hmm. and be a part of the community there. And you also have access to our Discord page where the conversation continues And there's a lot of all the topics that we have touched on on the podcast, but they continue there and meet other fans of the show there. Mm -hmm. But ultimately those patron donations are helping us with future productions. So not Mm -hmm. only Mm -hmm. films, but also TV episodes, but also I will say from a driving homework standpoint, where it stops is like extra credit. You're on your own. When we give you driving homework and we Mm -hmm. assign that and Mm -hmm. say, go drive this, this, and this come back to us and send us your car conclusion the thoughts are further They're They're along those lines to to equip you guys more with driving homework. That's kind of where our our headspace Mm -hmm. is in addition to continuing to produce the content and grow the brand because it's a community that we've built up of, you know, like-minded people that are enthusiasts. We want everybody we know to love a car that they drive in every Mm -hmm. aspect, whether it's entertain inform, and what's the balance between the two, but also future driving homework. What can that look like? So we're, we're looking at that, but of course it's hard to, since nothing has manifested itself yet, it's, it's tough to say, well, this is what we're going to do. Well, we don't know if that's going to work out yet. We're, we're pursuing various things, but, yeah. but know that our headspace and both Todd and I think long-term thoughts mm-hmm. for the show. It's not a you know today and tomorrow kind of thing. We're always thinking way down the road.
0: Well, and we also – you have to keep in mind if you just look at what we've done in the last five or six years we've done this podcast, this show is growing and changing as we watch what's working, what isn't, where do we think we can actually step into. I mean there's certain things we clearly don't do, but – We now have two YouTube channels as a result of just watching what's going on. Yeah, diversification. So I like the fact that with the test drive channel, we can drive anything and everything. And so we can create, if you will, a back catalog of you want to look at a review of that random car. We have one. It's right here. Go. Right. Right. But then that allows us on the other channel and specifically the TV show to branch out and to think bigger and to go to let's go to a new location let's do something we couldn't even do two years ago let's go do that because that has a home that's different than the other stuff of course and we also have the podcast and other stuff i mean we have what we have enjoyed honestly with the support of patrons has been diversification yeah there are absolutely many people many of whom we are fans of and friends with that are very successful on youtube right right but they just do youtube Right, exactly. We are glad to contribute to YouTube. We will continue to contribute to YouTube. We've never been a great match for YouTube. We've been around there longer than most, Mm -hmm. okay? We never got a great groundswell behind us, but okay, we keep feeding that while we also have this podcast and the TV show and the movies and the trips. I mean, we we like diversification, and you you would be surprised, I think, the average person would be surprised, how much not only those patron donations have given us a sense of security, but also those patrons themselves have helped us. To bounce ideas off and just go, have you guys thought about this? Or, oh, you guys are thinking that? I like that. Or I don't or whatever. That's actually interesting to have that kind of inner circle to work with has definitely helped a lot.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that definitely is heard and seen by all of our friends at the OEMs. Mm -hmm. And you would be shocked at how much content – the marketing and communications teams at various car companies consume of everybody's mm-hmm. car content because mm-hmm. they want to know, if we give you a car, what are you going to go do with it? Yeah, yeah Increasingly, yeah. we're responsible for producing that content and telling you about the car, but we also think it helps you from a buying decision. And that's where the show started. It, it was always... I, I'm very protective of you guys. I know we, we both feel the same way, mm-hmm. but I always think, like, I'm protective of you, our audience. Yeah, I yeah. don't want to just introduce... You know, products and services that aren't gonna benefit you. It's not about us. It's about the everyday driver community and you guys listening and watching. It's the audience that makes the show. It's you that write us your emails totally. that make the podcast. Absolutely. We have always been about you guys from the very beginning when people said, Would you go to a dealer and help me figure out what car I want to buy next? <laughs> yeah. You yeah, guys yeah, yeah. seem to know something about cars. Would you help me? And that was the Genesis of the show and as Todd said diversification throughout so there's all these different areas of Mm -hmm. business and entertainment all this kind of stuff throughout which the everyday driver brand is proliferated to think differently.
0: Peter Renslow asked a great question he said that he just saw the last TV episode this was episode two of season eight it was called compact thinking and it was about the BMW uh, 228 i grand coupe which is very different than the other bmw2 series that they make they're not anything close to the same anyway we had that with a jetta and also with the new corolla and he talked about the fact that some of our in-cabin stuff seemed darker than normal and he was asking was that a creative choice i'll tell you what it is peter honestly (laughs) that was and it happens every season we have some shoot that just feels plagued (laughs) <laughs> just if it can go wrong, it goes wrong on that shoot. Now, I guess mm-hmm. the good news is once you get past that shoot every season, you're just kind of like, whew. okay, we're <laughs> right, good now. Right. But that was the shoot. And among many other things that happened, the, we have in-car lights that we use because yeah. the light level in the car is always significantly lower than the light out the windows. Right. Every single light we had just kept dying. It was a battery issue. We had so many battery issues. Battery issues we have never had before or since just all plagued us on that shoot. So there are sections of our in-car interview there where we just don't have enough light on it because the lights literally died. (laughs) Crabtree Nate is asking an interior design question for me.
1: Why do companies keep cramming fake leather textured plastic at us?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We didn't like piano black. How about this? (laughs) What other material
1: or texture could replace this cliche and who do they think it's fooling? Well, they know it's not fooling anybody necessarily, but I first want you to approach the interior of a car from a business perspective. Okay. First, let's approach safety. Yeah. When a car gets in an accident, The reason all the wood that you see is the thinnest of veneers is because you can't have a thick piece of trim that would splinter and spear a human being.
0: (laughs) That's a no-go. Two by fours flying through the cabin.
1: You'd think, well, Bentley and Rolls Royce get away with it. They're still veneers. They're very thin veneers. They're also engineered in a way to hopefully break in a certain way and not just be Mm. a plank of wood that's going to (laughs) shatter and fill you full of shards. Same thing with plastics and other materials. They have to think about first, how's this material going to do in an accident before we can go forward? Mm -hmm. So that's why there's a lot of dishonest materials made to look like other materials because they're going to just bend and softly fold instead of shattering into a million pieces. Mm -hmm. Carbon fiber is awesome. When it shatters, it's not as awesome.
0: (laughs) It's less awesome. Also, I think we we make jokes about this often because we, we just laugh that this is our reality, but I don't think the average person... Touches the interior materials of a car very often. You touch the normal places. You touch the steering wheel. You touch the door pulls. And you touch the center console. Right. And the seat. Right. But when was the last time most of you listening actually ran your hand down the dash materials of your car. Probably well, rarely.
1: People are doing it more because they're watching us
0: yes. feel things. You and I do it all the time because okay. we do that auto-journalist thing. We just kind of come in and you kind of you act like you're blind for a minute. You touch every surface on the planet to just learn the car with your fingers. You it's know? like
1: babies. They put everything in their mouth yeah. we so have they to can relate everything. to it. Yeah, I guess. They touch everywhere in a car so yes. they can relate to
0: it. So we touch all the places where no one would ever know. Like We just recently released a piece on Test Drive about a week ago where we had the, the current, the brand new Lexus IS300 100. Yes. Some of the materials on that dash are actually leather. The rest, to his point, look like leather and are not. And we know this yes. because we was like hand, hand, hand. Oh, that surface changed. Hand, hand, <laughs> hand. That's how it worked.
1: But your eye tells you it's nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at all the leather. thing da- That's not leather. This is why. I will say, Nate, that two companies killing it in their interiors right now are Kia pursuing more textiles Mm -hmm. i'm not saying it's like burlap anywhere now but there's some interesting new
0: check the box for burlap (laughs) only at kia that's not happening
1: have you tried old onion bags yet no we haven't tried those yet we'll try those (laughs) and also mercedes used foil now available in our new i don't know (laughs) this foil is kind of oily from baking well it's part of the interior design I will say, yeah, Kia, because of the textures molded into the plastics, and then they're dishonestly coated with material to make it look nice. Mm-hmm. And it's working, combined with other textures that do actually look nice. Mm-hmm. It's not the typical stuff. And Mercedes-Benz, with their new veneers and their materials everywhere.
0: mercedes stuff looks great right now. So not only you pay for it, it material, but it looks great. Yeah, yeah. you do.
1: So not only is it the material itself, but it's the breakup. It's that design and how that material interacts and where else it's used around the cabin. The cheap way out is what you're saying. People have used that for years and they've now embedded their software that will actually produce the automotive stitching on that it will mm-hmm. be molded.
0: Mm-hmm. It's molded plastic that looks like it was stitched together. Yeah. There
1: are screens with radio buttons to control the jitter. That is how weird and unnatural the stitching is. So it looks like it's done by hand. And then that's molded into the plastic, into the <laughs> foam. There's software that does that. Of course there is. That of course is there is. We're getting past that. Look to the new materials. Like I said, Kia, Mercedes-Benz, two opposite ends of the financial spectrum, but they both bring a very significant
0: new style to interiors. J.R. Schultz says on Instagram, there are many, you're right, there are many $25,000 or less Alfa Romeo Giulias now available. Do we think he should (laughs) buy one and enjoy the driving experience and hope for the best? Or is the reliability a reason to walk away? He loved them since they came out. Honestly, man, I say go get one. Yeah, We've driven it in every single spec I can think of. We, at least, I know some other places had issues. We have never had an issue with one of those cars. But I will say this to you. Now we're three or four years down from when they came out. And yes, I know that Car and Driver and others had a press car that was beyond delinquent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But what you're not hearing anymore is... The general zeitgeist concern about have you heard all of the here's the standard problem list on those cars right that doesn't exist that I've heard yeah not kind of a general knowledge kind of thing every car has stuff I don't think there's any reason to avoid a twenty five thousand dollar alpha julia if you want one buy it have it a couple years enjoy it I think you will love that car in any spec.
1: I love it. Alpha Dragon 77 would like to see a segment called Drawing with Paul on YouTube. Sort of, <laughs> sort of, you've seen the other design stuff that I've done. He said sometimes it would be cars, maybe other times chairs or lamps. Some sort of mood board may be required. You just want me to be Bob Ross with yes. happy little trees. Can we get you a
0: Bob Ross wig?
1: I should wear a Bob Ross wig That would wig be
0: sometime. the thing right there. I, that should be what we do for April Fool's Day. You're just. I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I'll be, play Doc Brown. You need to be Bob Ross. <laughs> I'll be that Bob would be Ross. Awesome, yeah. I'll
1: draw you some happy little trees. I I love it. I'm just wondering about the viewership. You're interested, which thank you very much. I'm just wondering, would other people be interested as well? I said to cars. it would be low. I think it would be it low. It would still
0: be a really cool piece. I, I, would I love, love, love it. all of your fixing pieces. Well, thank you. They're awesome. And I, and I learn something every time. I wish those would just explode because I really like those pieces. But I also want to say this. <clears throat> uh, my friend Paul after years of discussion, Hmm. decided to do these fixing pieces. Yeah. And shortly after you dropped your first one, every designer with any kind of clout on the planet decided to start doing drawings on YouTube.
1: Do you think it's related? I don't think it's uh, because it was Chip Fuse and Frank Stevenson. I don't think it's
0: completely separate. You don't, I I don't, I don't think they're completely separate realities. I'm not saying that the reason they did it is because you did it, but I think the fact that you were out there was kind of like, Oh, see who's that guy. (laughs) <laughs> Which, by the way, talented and you're surprised he's also an automotive journalist, but I think there, I think there's a factor there for sure. Well, thank you very much. <clears throat> Let me
1: find one more, maybe. <laughs> oh, Gary the cycling nerd said, What should Chrysler do? They make two vehicles, precisely two. They have a <laughs> reputation for unreliability. <laughs> do they? Is it really unreliable? And seemingly no brand identity. Do they build an SUV and move upmarket like Mazda? Rebrand or re-logo? Or can it?
0: Mm. Do, I, do we, honestly, do we think that Chrysler will su- survive the invasion of the Stellantians?
1: The Stellantarians are I'm not coming. sure that they will. They're doing,
0: yeah. Um, I, mm. <laughs> it's a difficult one. It is. I, I. I They sell two vehicles, yeah, and those vehicles are overlapped elsewhere in the market by stuff that the Stellentarians also make. Uh, This is a tough argument. It's a really tough argument.
1: Well, especially with all the brands that they now have with the combined companies. So PSA Mm -hmm. and FCA, a lot of A's, are now one company with 15 brands. I think Lancia will go away. That needs to go away unless they bring a Stratus back. That. A sixty thousand dollars Stratus that competes against the Supra and the Corvette or something that something, could be interesting.
0: Yes, well, something right along the lines of an Alpha Four C that kind of yeah put put yeah. the put the Stratus against the Boxster and Cayman. That's where it should go. Yeah, yeah.
1: Much of Stratus not going to happen, but anyway, oh, it's a good on. idea. Yeah. Give me them gold here, Gary. I do think Chrysler should be tabled. I don't know that continuing to proliferate the brand because they don't have halo cars mm-hmm. that other areas of the company can't do
0: mm-hmm. even I though totally agree.
1: Maybe they're just focused on minivans. Maybe they need to drop the 300. It's kind of had its run. It's kind of had its day, but Dodge is going to do something. I feel like Dodge is just waiting and they're going to keep doing the stuff that they're doing right now for okay. a few years right. longer. And the entire portfolio will go kapow with it's all electric or it's all hybrid or it's all 800,000 horsepower engines or something like that. And then it's just, Boom throughout because they've got Ram as a brand Dodge. They still Maserati's going to stick around, which is great. They've got all the PSA brands, but Chrysler over here is just maybe that is just the minivan brand. But if we're doing new Stellantis, they have an opportunity to introduce a new brand
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and maybe it is just minivans, but there's a whole bunch of small SUVs from Peugeot coming over. Yeah, they're electrified. I don't know that they need it. This is a, a high-level business discussion. This will take many meetings mm-hmm. in you know luxury hotels somewhere on the planet.
0: Yes, there will be much discussion and many things being written off on the mm-hmm. report. You know, Honestly, I'm going to say this. If Oldsmobile didn't survive, survive Chrysler doesn't need to. I appreciate the heritage from mm-hmm. Walter
1: P. Chrysler. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that it's the brand that needs to take Stelentarianism into the future.
0: (laughs) Stelentarianism. (laughs) Buy your shirts and robes now. We are now accepting people into our new religion. Stelentarianism. That is simultaneously awesome and terrible. Uh, Jay McGowan P. He's saying, anyway, fans can get Tire Rack as a sponsor of this show. We would love to have Tire Rack because we've mentioned them many, many times. We actually like them as a service. We like what they do and it is a great place for all of you to get geeky with us about tires or maybe just geeky with me about tires honestly if you guys are sort of writing a letter writing campaign an emailing campaign to let them know about us they're aware of us we've just never been able to align properly on a way to get together on something we would still like to because honestly i would rather just side note i would rather have a tire supplier than a tire company Because we like the fact that lots of different uh, tire makers make really good tires for very different purposes. We love that. And not everybody can afford the high-end tires for this car. And what are
1: the sort of one notch down or two notches down equivalent of the high-end tire that will still give you 90% of the performance? What are those tires for your car? That's what we want to talk about.
0: And I'm such a geek. I am such a geek that the fact that all season tires and now all weather tires are both creating tires that can be better when it's dry but still have the peak snowflake thing on them. so they're actually good in the snow. Yeah. Do not believe that your average all season is good in the snow. But if it's actually snow rated with a little snow, uh, snowflake peak thing, they are. And that's starting to happen, which actually creates a world of all-in-one tires. I will still buy specialized. But there's a lot of people out there that are going to buy an all-in-one tire. And they now legitimately are starting to exist. See? Tire geek. Tires. I love it. David Elfering asks about the Corolla
1: Apex. Is this cool or lipstick on a pig? Well, you've heard of the Texas edition anything, right, Mm -hmm. David? I mean, is that cool, or is it just like they sell more because Texas?
0: Hey, as long as they don't put a a rear spoiler on the back of this Corolla and say that's the reason it now has an S, they will keep me in the fold at Toyota. They kind of did. Yeah. They're only building 6,000 of them, so... Uh, So so somebody's going to buy one in the hopes that in 20 years it can roll across Barrett Jackson and make them money. Please stop. Please stop.
1: I would prefer they just GR the Corolla already and bring it over. Stop Mm -hmm. apexing GR instead. Mm everyday tv at gmail.com is where you can reach us or on the website and that's also a good place if you're wondering where that second test drive channel is mm-hmm. an easy way is to just start with everydaydriver.com. second tab over is youtube and then you've got the choice of which two youtube channels to go to as well we've got more from our cheap sports car challenge coming mm-hmm. more test drives and we're starting to think about season nine as we wrap up season eight that crazy thank you guys cheers everyone